All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin.、Um, today, let's talk about the second、uh, practice that、uh, our author Guy developed once he became a value investor.、Um, this time around, he is saying that when someone trying to sell you something, don't buy it. <laughs>、um, I I I think. His perspective is like when he was running a decent hedge fund, his phone just start ringing, right? People are just trying to sell them new office supply, new monitors, more stock tips, right? More equipment, new phone line, better internet, all that fun stuff, right? So the problem, according to the author, is he's like my brain is awful at making rational these decisions when confronted with a well argued. Detail pitch from a gifted salesperson. Now, I'm personally I'm in sales, so I, <laughs> I, I'm trying to、um, interpret this from my perspective, right? So the problem he's like, if your sales pitch is well crafted, it's going to affect my rational decisions, and I don't want to spend my my mental energy to use my rationalities to combat you. So I want to cut you out of my life one hundred percent. Right, so he's like, when people are trying to call me and pitch me anything at all, I respond in a polite manner. I'm sorry, but I have a rule that I don't allow myself to buy anything that's being sold to me. So here's the thing that I'm thinking, maybe somewhere in author's life, they are actually encounter a lot of bad salesperson, and I I say it not to say, oh yeah, like Kevin is the best salesperson ever. No. I am saying is, when people have a bad experience, then that experience become their reality, right? So, in my view, a great salesperson is not really somebody that's being pushy, that's being inconsiderate. It's somebody that respects your boundaries, and it's really somebody that is trying to use their influences to get an outcome. Now, obviously, they're going to benefit from the outcome. That's what the、um, author is talking about. But the process, I feel like a good salesperson have something that is really, really good in terms of finding the need. So, authors say, "Hey, like I, I get it, right? Like in the short term, I might missed out, right? I might not have the fast, the the fastest internet in the whole world, right? I might not have a short term benefit, but the long time, yeah, in a long term perspective, he will benefit much more." From detaching himself from people that are driven by self interest, I gotta say, like I feel like he is being a little bit more extreme on this one, but I see where he's coming from, right?、Uh, and like another kind of a example that he is using is IPO, right?、Um, initial public offering. Um, author said that he kind of get this idea from Buffett. Buffett and Guy, our author, would never participate in a、uh, IPO. The reason is, is they they feel like the you know the partner banks right like Goldman Sachs of the world, the Wall Street, um they are they are trying to pump up the price. They are they are they are trying to sell them on the stock. If they haven't done research, they're not going to buy it. So, when a company is going public, it has all the mind wrappings of like you know the sales power of like Wall Street behind it. Sure, like someone might benefit from. You know,、uh, what we call the double double and the triple double, meaning that,、uh, let's say a stock is going public, right? They are 
uh, have a uh, Wall Street estimate of the, uh, let's say $10 per, per stock, right? And then on the first day, they, they did $20, right? That's a double-double or, uh, or, or 30 bucks, that's triple-double, right? But he also argues that the provenance of such expectations, of such uh, influences is actually toxic, right? So the rule here is, is if the seller has self-interest in me buying, then I'm not buying, right? So I guess he will do 100% of the research himself. And then if he misses out on a great product, then so be it, right? He can live with that outcome. I think this is actually, right, call him extreme. I, I do see his way of thinking in this particular se- sense is that I want no influences at all, right? Um, as a salesperson, I do think that he was being a little bit more, more extreme, but I do see his value of like 100% being in control of his own thinking. Anything that, that's, that's, that's being sold to him, he's not going to buy, right? So I think it's actually a pretty good um, way of saying, hey, this is something that we should think about, that we should talk about in terms of how should we make decisions, how should we objectively make de- make decisions, and drawing the line between, oh, somebody is trying to influence me over something, I think it's a really, really good tool for, um, uh, for analyzing the situation before they make a decision, in a sense. It, it can be purchasing a car, right? It could be buying a stock, right? It could be buying a car. You know what you want, right? I want the... Uh, uh, in my case, right, the Tesla model, uh, Tesla Model Y long long range ed, long range edition with self driving. I don't care about the color. I don't care about any of those things. Just give me a white Tesla, but I want the those things, right? Now I'm making that decision for myself. So this is his second habit, right? So someone tries to sell you something, don't do it. <laughs> That's it. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and uh, share with your friends. And we're going to talk about a couple more in the next coming days. All right. Bye.